Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. And the Word of God sustains. So God's still speaking, not only... Remember when He spoke to you, He gave you a specific word for you to do something specific. He went and did, and everything went all right, because God gave you the word, everything would be according to his word. And many people think that God speaks, and then I've heard and I've seen uh, people going to some churches. I, you know, I, I, I would say I am a charismatic guy. Um, I am a Pentecostal kind of guy. I do believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I do believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I do believe and everything that the word says about the gifts and tongues and prophecy and so on. What I do not believe is that one person alone has the word from God. When the Bible teaches about the spirit and the gifts of the spirit, what you will see next weekend, we have our uh, church uh, retreat on, on the theme of the spirit of God and the gift of the spirit, how to walk and, and, and operate in the spirit of God you will see clearly that God chose to speak in the church. Especially when he talks about prophecy, that God speaks in prophecy, says that every, we should prophesy in the church. I do, what I said, what I do not believe is that one prophet will come, will take you to a corner and say, oh, you must do this. Especially those who said, well, God is saying that you must marry that person. Now, I, I remember very clearly, one lady came to me once and said, uh, I was I was pastoring a, a Portuguese-speaking church, and then this lady came to me. I was single then, of course. She came to me and said, well, I must tell you, um, God spoke to me that uh, you are to be my husband. I said, really? Yes. He, she turned to me and said, oh, you're not really my type, but God spoke to me, then I will, I will take on the challenge. I just turned to her and said, I, I, I'm afraid, but I don't think we're speaking about the same God. The God, I believe, did not speak to me about anything about you. And then she went away cursing me, but anyway. Um, but, you know, th- there is no such thing. When the, words talk, when the Bible talks about prophecy, it is to be done where the other uh, people can judge the prophecy, not the prophet, the prophecy, if it is according to the word of God. Because you, you, you don't judge the person itself, because if you do, oh, that person has no condition whatsoever to be, none of us have any condition to be a prophet of God. Or speak on behalf of God, because we are all human beings, we, we are sinners and we are imperfect. But we do not judge the prophet, we judge the prophecy. The word according to the scriptures. That's what he said. But God speaks. But God speaks in many ways. But I believe God has chosen to speak these days, especially through his church. God has an unchanging message. So God speaks an unchanging message. This is the top of my message this morning. And this is actually... Uh, a, a, a sermon that I divided into five because it, it's, it's too long. So it will be a very short message today. Uh, but I wanted to read with you Matthew chapter um, 24. You know the passage very well. 
Um, are the kids going, and we don't have kids, do we? Um, if we have any kids, um, we're gonna we're gonna take. Uh, if, you, if you have one, just just stay, Lucas. Um, if, if that's all right for Vicky and, and the other, yeah. You enjoy today. You there? Twenty-four. We're going to start actually in verse thirteen. This is <clears throat> two men walking um, on the road of. Emmaus. So now this, that the same uh, day two of them were going, sorry, so now that's, that same day two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And they talked and discussed these things with each other. And Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? In other words, can I you know, join your conversation? Can I join along with you? Uh, so we, you know. Then they stood still. Their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? He asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But uh, we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all these took place. In other words, it's been three days already. In addition, some of our women amazed as they went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are. How slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Now, this is the verse I'm going to talk about this morning, the next one. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village, to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Father, we commit this time to your hands and ask you to speak to us. You are God who speaks. And we carry this unchanging message message of yours. Help us 
to bring this gospel to everyone in Jesus' name. So I divided this message. God speaks an unchanging message. God speaks through the world he created. God speaks through his word. God speaks. We fail to trust him. God speaks and makes known his design, his plan. God speaks an unchanging message. God speaks, doesn't he? He did not have to speak. But he has. In all that he has spoken, his single message is his plan of redemption which finds its culmination in one person called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The water coming down from heaven. Thank you. I didn't see this water here before. God spoke to somebody to bring this water to me. Now, has someone told you something only to come back later and change his story? Right? Have you ever been told something and somebody came, oh, it's not really like that, is it? So, in thinking about these questions, some people's mind, some people's mind, you know, may imaginally, or you are thinking about politicians, right? You have heard a joke that, uh, how do you know when a politician is lying? Do you know the joke, right? When he sleeps, moving. Well, obviously, not, well, this, is, this does not characterize all or perhaps even most politicians, right? Not in this country, maybe in mine, Brazil, probably, but not, not but, but this statement alleges, however, that politicians will change their message when speaking to a particular group just to accomplish a certain goals or to achieve what they want in order to bring voters to vote for him and put him there or to keep him there. But by contrast, when God speaks, he has only one message which is applicable to all people at all times. As one whose very character and nature is holiness and truth, I tell you, God cannot lie. As the sovereign creator and God over all things, there is no one to whom his message does not apply. His messages apply to you, apply to me, apply to the king, apply to, to politicians, apply to, to professionals, apply to whatever, whoever lives in this word that he, his word that he created. Whenever he's speaking through the word he has made, through the written word, his, the scripture we read every day, or through the incarnate word, the Lord Jesus Christ, God's message is very clear. He has made mankind for a relationship with himself that we might know, serve, and glorify him. But uh, the creature have 
or has the ability to, to try to glorify itself. Though our sins separate us from God, his plan for from the beginning was to reconcile to himself those who would you know, place their faith in God's provision for redemption, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the first thing I would like to share is part, the part A of this verse 27. God has revealed himself from the beginning. So, and beginning with Moses and the prophets. So, God has revealed himself from the beginning. That's why Jesus starts from the beginning to explain to his two disciples what the scripture told about since the beginning of the world. God has spoken to men. Though God speaks through creation itself, he did not simply create the world and then hide himself, leaving men to figure out the world and, 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 and his place in it. No, God made it very clear. Rather from the beginning, God took the initiative to reveal himself, his ways and his purpose to men. Because the Bible says that every afternoon he would come to the garden to speak to Adam. He spoke to Adam and he walked and lived in the garden. He spoke to Moses from the burning bush. And later, according to Exodus 33 verse 11, he spoke to Moses face to face. He made it very clear his intentions with his people, his plan for his people. For redemption of everyone. God spoke to the prophets by his spirit. Commanding them to write down his words. So that they might pass to future generations. And I, I would like to, uh, James to put for us. Um, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 20 verse 21. And that. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of men, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So the prophecy must be given from God. But even in the past, every prophecy that came was inspired by the Holy Spirit of God to man's heart. God spoke to, to the prophets, as I said. And God spoke to them in various ways and various times. Now in Hebrew 1 verse 1, what does it say? I, I, I think I read it last time. Let's, uh, I'll give you, James, the passage just to put it there for us. Hebrew 1 um, Verse 1. <clears throat> I can read it. Okay. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. So, the thing we must remember in all these 
However, is that God is the one who took the initiative to speak to his people. I said at the beginning, God didn't have to speak, but he chose to. His words are, now 2 Timothy, James, verse 3, or chapter 3, verse 16. You know, his words are what he communicates to men. And this is how he does. And he goes and, and, and Paul tells to Timothy straight away what it is. In, in chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is God, brethren, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Let me tell, let me ask you a question. Who does not need teaching? Who does not need, need rebuking? Your pastor does. And it probably needs more than you. Who does not need correcting? Who does not need training in righteousness? So everything you need in your life is in the word of God. And what the word is saying, what Satan is trying to do is to make people discredit the word of God. And they, they, they want to make it look ancient or, or is, you know, it is from, from five, some of these are, you know, even 3,000, 4,000 years old. How can you trust a word like that? Because listen, the word of God is timeless. Because in the beginning he said, let there be light and light it is. So the same God who spoke there, let there be light, is the one who says that every word in, that is written and inspired by the prophets was inspired by the, the very one. Holy Spirit of God, the very Holy Spirit of God inspired the words of the prophets and the apostles. We should note in today's passage that Jesus is acknowledging Moses and the prophets or the law and the prophets. He uses it as God's authoritative revelation. You cannot deny what the word of God is. Do not overlook, however, both the fact that God has taken the initiative to reveal himself to men. And that from the beginning, God's message to men has pointed towards a single goal, as we will see in, in, in the latter part of this verse. So let me ask you some question to reflect upon what I have already said here today. But uh, let me ask you, have you taken the time to consider that the God of all creation has taken the initiative to speak to men and reveal himself, his character, his way and his plan? Have you considered the fact how he did that? Have you taken the time to read his word and meditate upon it? We are having uh, our... Um, house groups and here on, on Thursday as well every every Thursday 7.30 let me say God speaks through his word we are learning from his word and I would really encourage every one of you who are not yet part of a small group please come and join us come and join us here 7.30 on Thursdays come and, and see how we are studying the word of God we are going uh, deeper in, in things that we 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 don't go here through through the message on Sunday. Come, you have you have the time to ask questions. 
We have time to answer your questions. Can we have a time to fellowship? And if a group gets too big, we'll, we'll, we'll multiply it. But have you taken time to consider that? How God has spoken to you? We know that the Bible is God's divine revelation of himself to us. Because God does not change. His word has not changed. Nor will it change. Doesn't matter what people say in order to fit their own uh, uh, um, lusts. Their own agenda. Doesn't matter what people say. Whatever society says. I don't care what society says. The Bible is outdated. I know. I do know that the word of God is never out of date. Because God was, God is, and God is to come. He, forever he will be. So the question is. Does the way you value. Read. Memorize and meditate upon the word of God. Demonstrates that you recognize this incredible reality. That God has spoken. Do you consider your attitude towards the word of God. That it is the word of God. That God speaks to you through his word. Does your attitude towards what I've said here. Read, memorize and meditate. Upon the word of God reveals that you really care. That you really uh, understand that God has spoken and he speaks. It brings us to the second point of my message this morning. And last point. God's revelation has always pointed to Christ. Listen brothers and sisters. From the beginning. Points to Christ. When you come to the end of the scripture, accumulates in Christ. There is no, no one in between. There is, listen, there is not a single person that have lived in this earth. Doesn't matter how holy they, they proclaim to be. How clever they thought they could be. Or how um, influential they, they, they became. Acquiring followers along their lives. I tell you, there is only one person from, from the beginning that died and rose from the dead. It's called Jesus Christ. Everyone else is there on the tomb and their bodies are rotten. And all of them will appear before the great throne, the judgment throne of God one day to give account what they have done, what they have thought, and also what they left behind as a legacy to themselves. Or if they build anything for the glory of God. And that goes for everyone. That goes for Muhammad, for Buddha, for Gandhi, uh, you know, for Bush, for Blair, for everybody, for Charles, for, for, for Queen Elizabeth, for everybody. For you and I. We will appear before the, the, the throne of God. God's revelation of his redemptive plan begun small. A promised seed. Genesis 3.15. A promised seed that would come from the woman. And over time, the revelation unfolded and became Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob, then Judah, then David, etc. 
But to read 2 Kings, when you come to 2 Kings, you start to read and the, the, the miserable failure of all the sons of David. One could certainly wonder how God's promise would be fulfilled. If these are the, the, the children of David. How God would fulfill his promise with these people. But it was not yet fully revealed. Even at the end of the Old Testament, when you come to the, old, the end of the Old Testament, the readers of Jesus' days were looking, they were hoping, and they were longing that one, the one that would come would deliver Israel, God's people. When would the one come who would fulfill the promise that Abraham you know, spoke about and brings God's blessing not only to the Jews, but to the whole nation, all people. So the disciples who walked along the Emmaus uh, road with, with Jesus knew God had promised a Messiah who would redeem Israel. We read that in verse 21, where they were saying about that. They were hoping Jesus was that Messiah, yet it seemed that hope was lost. This is his conversation with even with Jesus himself along the way, not knowing that he was the one, that he was Jesus. It is here that Jesus, far from giving them some new or different revelation, showed them the fulfillment of what God has spoken from the beginning. And he says, the text says, Jesus begun with Moses and the prophets. And interpreted. You know, this word interpreted, it is the Greek word called um, the which we, some of you, hermeneutic, whatever it is, but it's called the hermeneutic in Greek. For them, it's how all the scripture pointed to him. This the interpretation. And this, the same word uh, 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 that Jesus uses here, Paul uses in 1 Corinthians as well for interpreting of languages. It's the same word, Nelson. So Jesus showed, you know, these followers and us that God has been speaking from the beginning about his plan to redeem lost men to himself through Christ Jesus and nobody else. That's why Jesus said, I am. I am what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one except through him. Now, through Christ, the plan was coming pass. Let me explain something to you this morning. Let me explain something that some people think that exists. And I'm going to say this only once. So then you pay attention what my statement is. God has no plan B. Some people say that, okay, uh, God has two wills. One is the permissive of, uh, will of God. One is the directive will of God. Do you believe that? 
How can God, okay, that means you were saying that God has two plans here. A and B. God has one plan for you, so you don't follow that. Then later on, then God will give you another chance. I mean, God is a God of, of many chances, not only second chances, right? That I know, but His plan is still the same. His word is the same, right? His plan is to redeem you. It's to make you more like Christ. That's His plan. That's His plan A, and His plan will, 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 will stay that way. And then I can say, this is His plan A, and His plan will be plan A. <laughs> Plain words here. Not plan B. But will be plan A. And there is no other. So if God has a plan for you and you say no to his plan, that means you are a disobedient child. God will give another chance. Yes, he will. But you will bear the consequences of your disobedience. Sometimes, I've said this many times here, maybe you will live with the consequences of your choices for many years to come. But God will always give you grace to remember that he has given you the chance. And now you're taking his chance back because you don't want to live in his plan B. Because the consequences of your attitude is not the plan B. That's the consequence of rejecting the only plan God has for you. Are you following me? So that's it. So it is his plan from the beginning has been to redeem to himself, those who would trust in Christ as the only means of salvation through repentance and faith. You know, for some, they need to acknowledge their own sin and Christ as the only Savior, bowing their hearts before him in repentance, faith, and surrender. For those who have trusted Christ already, However, our responsibility is to speak to others that which God has spoken from the beginning. We do not need a new message because God's message is an unchanging message when it comes to what redemption is all about. We must speak boldly and clearly the message of reconciliation with God through Christ. This is both the message and the mission we have been given. And I want to read to, with you 2 Corinthians James chapter 5, verse 18 to 18. Not 2 Corinthians James, not James. James is, is, is my son-in-law. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 20. And then I will conclude. <clears throat> Are we there? 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 to 20. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Next, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them, because only by grace we can stand. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Which is an unchanging message. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. ambassadors 
as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled with God. I don't want to ask you a question this morning. Where are you in your relationship with Christ? You may have never asked him to become the Lord and the Savior of your life. You may have not made that prayer yourself. That, this prayer is just the beginning. We'll save you if you pray that prayer and confess Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Repent of your sin. And that will be the beginning of your journey. But uh, your journey, but God is aiming to your sanctification so you can become more like Christ every single day. How does your life, you that already accept the Christ and confess Him as Lord and Savior, how is your life reflecting the glory of God, the character of God, and the holiness and righteousness of Christ? God is God. He's a God who speaks. A God who reveals Himself, His character, His purpose, and His plan. Are you part of this? Are you telling everybody about His, his purpose, his, his plan, His character, His glory? Are you, are you him reflecting His glory? From the beginning, that which He has spoken has been cleared and consistent. He will provide for lost men a sinless Redeemer that will reconcile God and men. That's what we just read about. Therefore, we are God's ambassadors. We are the ones who will bring reconciliation between men and God. We have the message of reconciliation to those who... If it's a reconciliation, that means that those are in war against God. They are the enemies of God. He has done this in Christ Jesus. So in the weeks to come, not this week, we'll see not only that God speaks, but now He has spoken, and how all that He has spoken points to Christ. Let's pray. We're going to have a song. Father, we know that You have spoken. Still speaking. Lord, He speaks an unchanging message. He speaks through the Word You created. He speaks through His Word, Lord. Your Word that You left us. Written by the prophets. And the apostles. Lord, how many times He speaks and we fail to trust You. We speak, Lord, to make known your will and what you have designed for your people. I pray that your spirit will break us, that we'll love your word, that we'll love to hear your voice. We'll not shut our ears, but we'll open it wide, and especially our hearts, to obey your word. I pray for my brother, my sister this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's sing a song. Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk.
follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware.